James Gunn is directing the new Superman film. Gladiator grows its power-hungry cast. And we may have some news on what Quentin Tarantino's next and probably final film may be. All this and more on this week's episode of Freeze Frame. Welcome back to Freeze Frame, brought to you by Strictly Casual, the show where we stop to take a moment to discuss all the heavily talked about news of the week having to do with movies, TV, streaming, and pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent DeSantis, joined today, as always, by the Scream himself, Ryder Maldonado, <laughs> Stab franchise fan. Aficionado, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Core Five. The Core now. Another member of the Core Five. Yes, And Ghostface Ryder. Easter Egg Searcher. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great, dude. I'm still recovering from that Scream viewing we had, but... I'm feeling yeah, it's your I'm, second time. Yeah, I'm feeling energetic. I'm feeling excited. Um, it's gonna be a busy week, and I think it's gonna be fun. But always is. It always, always is. is. I feel like we, yeah. What are we yeah, look at what's us. life without a busy week? We say this every week. We're both busy for different reasons, but yeah, we're always busy for something. Yeah. But yeah, I think well, that's we're how it happens in, in our in our early twenties, writer. That's just how it is. <laughs> like we're right. just at a point where every, even if we think it's kind of a low key week, something's going on. Yeah. Something's happening. Or, or, or we're thinking, why are we not busy, <laughs> right? We need yeah, to be busy. Yeah, something must be wrong. <laughs> That's a terrible mindset. That's no, called yeah. the grind set. Yeah. But yes. You got you to gotta moderate it, but yeah. Got to moderate it. We got a lot of good stuff happening over on Strictly Casual. You can go check out our YouTube and our TikToks and all that kind of stuff and on audio platforms. If you want to listen to these podcasts, uh, you can go type freeze frame and, uh, you know, go check it out over there. It's a little yellow box. It says, you know, buy Strictly Casual. It's a great time over there. Please give us a review. Helps us out. A bunch and of course we're most active on twitter so if you want to hang out with us there too uh it's great writer we have this weird instagram reel popping off on instagram every couple <laughs> days i get like a hundred phone notifications or something oh my gosh yeah and it's this batman tiktok and it just goes in waves it like I, dude it, i know yeah i know which one you're talking about it's so funny because it's like the most random yeah. one but yeah i think it's at thirteen thousand views right now which you know it's not it's bad for not instagram, bad for instagram. Yeah. yeah we've had more but like it's just funny how, yeah, it, it comes like it gets like 500 likes, and then we're like, wait, what's what's and then nothing, like, what's and going then like on? the next two weeks, three days later, yeah, or yeah. whatever, <laughs> gets more, and people start commenting, and you're like, this is old. What, are, what people are just yeah. seeing this, yeah, right? It's pretty funny. It's like mo- over a month and a half old. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Uh-huh. It's funny, but Ryder, I want to start off this episode on a not so happy note, and that is to say that Lance Reddick has passed away at 60. Uh, Mia Hansen, the actor's publicist, uh, said Reddick passed away suddenly and that it was from natural causes, and she did not provide any details. Um, he had he has John Wick this week, which will be his... Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's his final on-screen appearance. I don't think so. I think he's done other stuff. Yeah. Um, but if you don't know who Lance Reddick is, he's the concierge in at the Continental uh, mm-hmm. uh, in John Wick. He's Commander Savala in Destiny. He's in The Wire. He was planned to play Zeus in the new Percy Jackson series. Yeah. Um, a lot that. of huge, huge roles. And very, very sad to hear about his passing. It, very yeah. sudden. Yeah, it's always sad hearing about these actors, but I think it's more sad hearing about the cause. So the fact that his natural causes is like, oh, that's the best way. You know what I mean? Like in your sleep at home is like gone too soon at any time but also sure. the fact that it's natural causes is like the one kind of reassuring like at least it's fine the, the family can kind of be in peace in that way you know i think with any relative you're like i hope it's just in your sleep it's hard 
it's tough, yeah. dude. I mean, it just I mean, it just death in general, not easy. No, yeah, not easy for the family to go through. I think mm. um, it's it crazy. This last week, there were reports that he was not at the John Wick Four premiere and instead stayed home. So it was like something about something Sick. was wrong. Something, something yeah. was wrong. Something's up. Um, yeah. Um, so very, very sad. We both saw that apparently his like final days, he was playing Destiny, right? Like he was logged into the his night account. before he died. Dude, how crazy. That's it yeah. that just shows how much he, he loved the community. He loved the game. I didn't know he played right. the game so much with people too. He did yeah. raids. Like uh -huh. I just think it's cool that you don't often hear about too many actors that work in something and it's like, no, they they, they love it. They're in it. They're they're yeah part of it still bungie the you know developer of destiny i know this is the movie podcast but anyways it's yeah. just like that's fine he hit up some developers of the game and asked if if uh, he could run some <laughs> stuff with them so they got a group of people to do it uh -huh. with him which is hilarious it's great that's he has awesome. some like tiktoks and videos out he's like my wife's gone dogs are at the sitter it's time to play destiny yeah. like it's, it's funny uh, silly stuff like that so great a lot of people know him from the wire which he was acclaimed now and mm -hmm. he's really good that's great i mean iconic show and yeah. then uh, I I knew him first from Quantum Break, an old Xbox game about time That's travel. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. he, he kind of played the same type role as a uh, concierge, you know, and mm -hmm. that was my introduction to him as a, I guess, antagonist, villain kind of. And yeah. then, of course, Zavala and Destiny was like, this guy, his I always do his voice. I'm always like, hello, Guardian. I always try to do it. Yeah. It's like, come on. Uh -huh. it's, he's so, he has such an iconic voice. And then yeah. also his live action stuff is like amazing. Yeah, so, he's in... That episode of Eric Andre's show is going around like crazy oh, right yeah. now. Oh man, uh, dude, appearance I'm... there. That's great. That's some good stuff too. He slams the desk yeah. and he's all, yeah. It's like comedian. He's like he's good because he's doing the comedy, but yeah, very That's funny. It's really sad, really sad to hear this news. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, really, really sad. No, for sure. Yeah, rest in peace. If you guys want to, you know, chat about your favorite moments of him, let us know. Very excited to see Thursday. Uh, to see him in John Wick. Oh, yeah, yeah, Very yeah. For sure, yeah, for sure. Uh, all mm -hmm. right, well, moving on now. Uh, here we go. We'll get some stuff here about Game of Thrones and Blade Runner series. It's not Game of Thrones. My bad. Scratch the Game of Thrones. It's Blade Runner, okay? Blade Runner. Not Game of Thrones. Yeah, you I heard it here. I, we are not talking about Game of Thrones. Not talking about Game of Thrones. I already messed up the headline. Game of Thrones director to tackle Amazon's brand new Blade Runner TV series. This comes from Hollywood Reporter. Um, a four-time Emmy nominee, Jeremy Podeswa, has signed on to work on the uh the pilot for the new blade runner series that's coming um it's, i almost forgot about this thing existed but then i was like no yeah that's right they're doing that they want to connect it to the past film surprisingly let me try to connect some dots for you right now here mm -hmm, we go mm -hmm, mm -hmm. amazon produces lord of the Rings show in which i felt yes we did we did go back to middle earth but yeah. i don't think we captured the heart of what lord of the rings is in that show yeah, un poquito, yeah, a little bit, yeah. That'll be perfect for Blade Runner because there's no heart at all in Blade <laughs> Runner. <laughs> That's perfect. That makes complete sense because just take a company like Prime to put on a service sure. and, yeah, complete make it devout. I, I do love... Devout of any soul. <laughs> devout of any soul or, you know, originality Uplifting. at all. Oh, God, yeah. Um, no, I think, it, I think this will be fine. I, I think yeah. Blade Runner is like a rich world and... I, uh, I don't know. Four-time Emmy nominee Jeremy Pod Podeswa. Podeswa, I'd say that. Yeah, Podeswa. He signed on to Blade Runner twenty ninety nine. That's what it's being called to direct the pilot and serve as producing director and as an executive producer. Uh, oh, producing director. 
as producing director how what a funny way to put that yeah producing director i don't know this is copies straight from all yeah, over yeah, producing director, they previously whatever. worked on game of thrones and i and i was like oh season six the premiere if it was the finale i would have been like what but it's the premiere still great but uh some good stuff season six is the best season of game of thrones i think still um so really i mean yeah it's a good one it's yeah. a really really good one um i think I, it's funny how like you could direct one episode of a show and then you're all of a sudden game of thrones director like that is epic like that's really cool you get that on your title yeah i guess yeah like i did this for one week you know it was like this guy was like i was on set for one week directed one episode i am now titled game of thrones director pretty up hey i guess it just goes to show how earned it how rigorous it is working on that show because of the budget and then like controlling everything you're like yeah you're doing a feat of man in entertainment if you could direct the show but it's pretty funny yeah, yeah. uh blade Row, we we know nothing about cast know nothing about story or anything it's still early stages but i thought i'd mention it because hey more prime content I think. so we'll see if blade runner <laughs> one is in 2001 i believe it, or 2011 uh, i yeah i think it was that one's like our summer 2015 right oh, kind of how back 20, the future is right like 2020 yeah it was 2022 20, or something yeah it's, it's our kind of year that's right say. And then there's 2049, which is, you know, 20 something years after that. We know that one, the movie. And then this is 2099. So it's going to be all new characters in an even more depressing world. Uh, I don't really know what it could be. Like, I don't really have any idea. No, you bring up a great point because thinking about even the latest film, I know the first one, of course, is so iconic. I don't even want to talk about it because it's its own thing. But the newest one with Ryan Gosling, it is such a depressing kind of. It makes it's a heavy film. It's heavy. Well, the first one's depressing too. Yeah, they're both heavy. Yeah, like like they're kind of like ugh, like hard to get into, even though they're so gorgeous. Yes, they're so gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. you know the theme. It's just interesting. Wow, it's it's a very much like. The world this is a sad look on the future of the world right <laughs> oh that's a terrible yeah. it's a very bleak look on the world yeah Ugh. um i'm excited for whatever this is i'm a huge fan of blade runner and 2049 i wanted to watch that animated show blade runner lotus that was out on hbo max oh yeah uh-huh and i just heard nothing but bad things about it so i was like i'm not even gonna give it a shot like i'm not uh, even gonna give it a shot yeah but, i'm interested to see if, if the evil nub will come back maybe as a producer role or something kind of just to i think he's done style you think he's just like yeah i think he just yeah he's i think yeah. he's done he's in the dune world yeah he's he's taking over three dune movies probably for the next he's he doesn't need he yeah. doesn't need to be back in this unless he has okay. full control again and i he doesn't yeah, I don't, yeah. He, he doesn't really do these producing things you're right you're right that much okay well that i've seen yeah light runner baby future jumping in to game james, james gun <laughs> james gun <laughs> is directing <laughs> Superman Legacy for DC's new uh, relaunch thing. A part of his tweet, this is, says, uh, it has been a long road to this point. I was offered Superman years ago. I initially said no, not because I didn't, or because I didn't have a way that felt unique and fun and emotional that gave Superman the dignity he deserved. Then, a bit less than a year ago, I saw a new way in, in many ways centering around Superman's heritage how both his aristocratic Kryptonian parents and his Kansas farmer parents inform who he is and the choices he makes. So I chose to finally take on writing the script. But I was hesitant to direct. Despite the constant pestering by Peter Safran and others to comment, oh, and others to commit, sorry, Peter, just because I write something that doesn't mean I feel it in my bones, visually and emotionally, enough to spend over two years directing it, especially not something of this magnitude. But the long and short of it is, I love this script and I'm incredibly excited as we begin this journey. Hashtag up, up, and away. 
I was listening to um, this podcast, Mr. Sunday Movies, talking about this, about the decision for James Gunn. I think there, I've seen some people saying, I don't want James Gunn on Superman. I've seen some people saying, oh, I think he's perfect because James Gunn does a great job at adding heart to people. Like we've seen it from Guardians, how even losers have like heart, like not that they're loose, but you know, losers have such a great heart, right? Like take away the mon. He's good at doing creatures. He's good at doing like space monsters and stuff like that. But I think the heart of movies with these characters about emotional uh, ties to each other, he does good at that. So there's the strength there of making Superman hopefully relatable in a weird way because he's a kid from Kansas, but also yeah. he has to struggle with, like you, like you were saying, with, with both. But um, I think it's also, since this is his, this is the first kind of the new chapter, I think it's good that he's directing this because he's setting the tone. You know, he's like, yeah, this is what it needs to be, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, I, don't, I don't really I don't fall know. into the camp of like, I, we talked about this before, like, I like some of James Gunn stuff and the other stuff I'm like yeah. not hot on, but I really, I think it's always stronger when the person that writes it also has that vision for it, that directs it. In any case, it doesn't matter who the writer mm -hmm. like is, writer director is. If you come up with the project and you are like that passion fuels behind it, that's going to come out in your directing. And I think that is kind of, that's great. I, I don't, I, mm -hmm. it would feel weird, I guess, if he wrote it like written by James Gunn, and then he gives it to someone else to direct to start <laughs> yeah. this new era of DC. Like, nah, He's the head it. of DC, yeah. mm -hmm. like all this stuff. Like, I I think this is okay. Mm -hmm. I think this will be good. I I'm, respect the intimidation, though. I respect it. Oh, it's like, yeah. I think it's like, sure. I don't know. Like, uh, I can't. I can't. It's Superman. But when you're like, if he loves, dude, it's funny him saying I love the script because it's his own. I don't. He's like, oh, well, yeah, but great. I mean, <laughs> right? It's hard to not right. you might be proud of something you make but it's hard to like love it because every time you go into like every True. you know when you're yeah. creative on something and you make something you'll watch it and be like oh there's this i would have changed i would have changed this i would have changed this like there's always that it's never done never yeah. finished stuff like that so like i'm assuming it can have that kind of i don't know creative pull when you're directing oh, yeah. too of being like oh i wish i changed this i wish i changed this sort of yeah thing. oh that's crazy there was something else i was gonna say about um about this oh when he did like a uh, brightburn which is a movie but kind of like if superman yeah. the kid was bad right and you, you've seen it right we yeah. talked about this mm -hmm. so i was like okay he's good at showing also power set and like powers how they feel real in the world because i think it's sometimes with superman it's um it's tough to make it feel real like he's flying around and it's like is it real yeah but, i don't know just like sure. a little little note but i'm interested i mean I'm, look i just want to see i'm i'm rooting for these guys i'm rooting for dc Oh, me too. Me Shazam too. 2. I hope this is a great movie. Look, we saw Shazam 2. Their, their numbers weren't doing good. And it's like, I think because we're still not there yet, we need clean a clean restart, right? We need to make it yeah, clear. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know anybody that was excited to go see that this weekend. Yeah. It made less than Morbius opening weekend. That's wild, dude. That is that's crazy. Like, they post, someone posted a, I don't know, stat of like some of the movies that have come out in the last... Mm -hmm two years and like that are similar to shazam in a sense of like budget and box office and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and shazam was like nine million under the lowest one <laughs> yeah that's wild that's like i i wonder what's going on you know like marketing's there it's just i don't know people are just are they done with dc at this point for a little bit maybe i don't know i mean i maybe. i have no interest in 
paying for a ticket to this movie i think but no, like i'll too. watch it yeah i still haven't seen black adam i'm like i'm not even there's oh. no i have no rush to i'll go say see look the ticket is worth it for shazam i will say it is it probably okay. is but for black well, i mean adam, i have a list so like i'll probably yeah, i'll go see it do it's anything. worth it mm -hmm. oh that's what i was gonna say i, I thought of it because i was like um when it comes to superman the cool thing is though they do want to cast somebody that's like early 30s maybe late 20s like a young guy yeah. you know so that's maybe that goes into Henry Cavill, like, oh, sorry, Henry, like, you know, you're older now, but the the youthful aspect to it, I think, um, they're 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 doing a young aspect. I know Vince is changing his headphone earphones, so, um, but um, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, Superman young, I think it's good, something different, and then also yeah, Batman being old. Anyways, I'm excited for like ten years from now in DC. I don't know how Dude. it's gonna be a rocky start. I don't. I, I, yeah. It's a rocky start everywhere. They, it, it's tough because here's how I felt. We're always going to compare it to Marvel. I'm gonna. This is how I feel like Marvel started. Yeah. They just released a movie and it went absolutely insane with Iron Man. They had no plans of this giant universe mm -hmm. thing. They released another movie. People like it. Uh, they, I mean, they did Hulk next, right? I think mm -hmm. Hulk was after. Well, I think it was Iron Man two, then Hulk, then Cap. Oh yeah, so. Iron Man. Then Iron Man two. People love it. More. great and then they start planning a couple like let's do some core movies mm -hmm. you know yeah. and then i was like after a lot of movies and a lot of buzz they're like all right let's build to the avengers right mm -hmm. then it's like okay that's a phase like we're gonna move yeah phase here. like <laughs> phase two phase but they're that. like okay we have 12 movies three tv shows lined yeah. up for the next five years they're ready you like it here we go it's not yeah. like they found success in this yet no they're like, they're, they're, they're following what works and they're saying look let's try and apply that now I in the know. right way right in the right way yeah i don't even i don't know if they found what works well i'm saying with marvel like with the phases and like announcing like planning your titles sure, they advance, they're like the business plan they're like yeah yeah so we'll see they're like we'll see we'll see yeah. um also another thing too warner brothers doesn't even have money warner brothers is out of no, money they're broke that's why they're, they're kind of like Look, we're gonna start out with the big ones, and then we're gonna try and get back some money so we can go crazy and you make our, you know, swamp thing and our, you right. know, booster gold, you know, all the crazy yeah. stuff. But the poor guys, they're, they're they're suffering. I forget. They're like, it's rough. They dude. got no money. <laughs> company yeah. Good God. They're like James. This is all right. Again. Dude, Someone. Bless you. Could you imagine? I don't even want to say it. Look, I don't wish the well, downfall on anything. I, but I'm just saying, could you imagine like Superman does great and it does like, okay, average, right? Let's say it makes I'm like, assuming it will do great. Five, 600 million box office. May, I doubt maybe a billion. Who knows? 600 million box office. It's like, oh, okay. Not a billion. Uh, that's, that's worrisome. And then the next film or the next show on HBO Max is like, I think they're doing like an animated series. So even that starting off is like, oh, rough. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I see this starting rough. And I think we're that's not going to be rocky. Yeah, for sure. Which I think, yeah, I sorry. That's what you've been saying too. So I, if anything, I'm agreeing with you. And yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about I'm not, it. I'm not wishing on its downfall. No, just, yeah, we're not. We're not. We're I don't like kinda... that we have this like business plan before we have things that we like. It's like, okay, now we have this business plan. Are we going to be locked into it if it sucks? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. True, right? I, yeah. We'll see if they're flexible. Also, we'll see if like Comic-Cons come and, and they start announcing more details. Oh, I think they'll give... They'll be flexible. They'll be they like, will switching this, this out. slate will not look the same as we've heard it to be <laughs> yeah it's like no it never is delete delete it yeah yeah um, they'll drop something add something switch a date that's just how it goes that's the yeah. nature of the beast and also okay I, I don't know why i'm keep bringing this stuff up but when it comes to the script they said that they um they're not going to do a film until the script is done 
which I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's obvious. Like, it should be. No, surprisingly not. There's so yeah. many Marvel films and DC films that they just they just start with the script out not even being done. Because they're money-making movies. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're for. Like, like, we got to pump it. Money. We got to pump it, yeah. They're like, let's start shooting tomorrow. They're like, but we only have pages 1 through 35. They're like, all right, here Over. we go. Oh, God, that's so stress-inducing. I can't imagine, dude. Uh Okay, anyways, moving on now. There you have it. Barry Keoghan is going to be uh, start, is, is in talks to be cast in the new Gladiator sequel as Emperor Geta. 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 Oh. Emperor Geta, which apparently is a real character. Um, a real character? A I mean, real sorry, person? my bad. A real person, <laughs> a real character. Um, I want to. Okay, yeah. Keoghan will play a character named Emperor Geta. Here we go. This is what I want to say Geta was an actual Roman emperor, although the sequel story is not based on true events. It's following yeah. the uh, story with Russell Crowe, the iconic movie directed by Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Yeah, <laughs> it was been blank. Um, and it also will stall star Paul Mescal, the Oscar award, uh, Oscar award nominee. Nominated. Yeah, Oscar award nominee. That's pretty cool. He's playing Lucius, the son of Lu- uh, Lucia and the nephew of Phoenix Com- Commodus. Phoenix's Commodus. Phoenix's Commodus, so, my bad. Yeah. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix is the Com- bad guy yeah. in... <laughs> Uh, Gladiator. Paul Mescal is playing his nephew. I've ne- I'll say it. I've never seen Gladiator. Gladiator. You know. have to watch it. You will love it. It's great. It holds up so good. It's like, it might be 23 years old at this point. It doesn't feel like that, dude. It's like, uh-huh. it's awesome. You Look, gotta watch. The dad has had, the, you know, watched it on TV. My dad yeah. put it on. And I'm, I've seen the clips. I've seen all the clips. Different clips of the, the main moments. Yeah. And it looks so amazing. It looks so no, but good. But that's the thing. There's an emotional story behind the cool moments yeah. that makes the cool moments better. So it's mm-hmm. like clips won't even do it justice. I know. It's a good story. So this son, okay, when it comes to Russell Crowe, is he with the sister of Joaquin Phoenix's character? Is I don't know. Because the son of Lucia, Connie Nielsen, and the nephew of Phoenix's Commodus, Joaquin Phoenix's character. That's crazy if that's what the connection was, that the gladiator was married or I don't, with yeah, the, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know the characters, but still wild. I know the story's crazy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I can't wait to see Paul Mescal and uh, Barry Keoghan in this. Like, it's that's going to be so dope. And we got another casting about mm-hmm. this movie as well, and that is Denzel Washington is in Final Talks to co-star with Paul Mescal in the Gladiator sequel. And, you know, this goes back to what we were talking about last week. I absolutely love Paul saying that he'll never stop making indie movies and he and he's excited to do gladiator like he's mm. doing these big movies still going to do the small movies like i love it i love it paul mescal um, real who yeah. knows 10 years from now maybe contending for favorite actor he's only had bangers so oh far, so. yeah oh okay i see you i see you only bangers denzel was recently in something for apple tv it was shakespeare um uh, the tragedy of Macbeth. tragedy of Macbeth. thank you it was Macbeth. That was last Macbeth. year directed by the cohen brothers cohen but wow or no not idea. the cohen brothers maybe just joel cohen one of them okay still no idea that's that's crazy so look i haven't seen that either but i think that seeing the trailers denzel in that already is one of the greats and it seemed to shakespeare was like amazing i can't imagine what he's going to bring to to this right like i think yeah. this whole thing this whole thing is going to be like an event film kind of like the vein of Oppenheimer, where it's period piece but yet the masses are going to come because of the cast. Well, <laughs> you know, I think this is going to it's going to play in an interesting space because I mm-hmm. think this would be considered a legacy sequel 
mm. right? To where mm. the second one comes out so much longer. We just watched Scream about this, all yep. the jokes about, you know, <laughs> legacy sequels and all this. But um, I think it pulls a lot of audiences. You're going to have a lot of people that are here, um, like who have seen Gladiator when Gladiator came out in 2000. And people will be very excited about that. And you'll have a lot of people new to it that maybe haven't seen the first one that'll watch the first one to watch the second yeah, one. Myself included. I bet that this will be Gladiator subtitle, not Gladiator 2. Yeah. I, like, that's my guess because it's so Yeah, like <laughs> Gladiator, Retribution, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah, it'll be something, something like that. Something silly. Um, Paramount Can you imagine is... it comes out like huh? that's what it is, Gladiator Retribution. Dude, if it is, <laughs> that'd be crazy. I mean, I, I, you know, it's just those revenge words. Yeah, you could throw sure. any of them on the on the wall, and one of them is yeah. gonna stick, bro. <laughs> right, exactly. Paramount says November twenty second, twenty twenty four is when it's set to release. So that's pretty cool. Next year, a I long hope this time. is like a four hour movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like Lord of the Rings. I want, yeah, make it an epic, dude. Make I mean, it. the first one's really long too, uh -huh. and it feels like you're just going like. When they d describe a movie as epic, I know there's like epic feel and like there's a feeling that comes along with that. But to me, it's also the length. Like Jeez. if you're in a long movie, you're strapped and ready to go. Like wherever this movie's taken me. Yeah, but first one how was two hours and twenty five minutes. That's okay, not even that bad. Not that I mean, John Wick. That's a big four, one. That's a big boy. Force coming out this week at two hours and fifty minutes. Oh, the first oh, movie was like barely an hour thirty. <laughs> that is a lot of violence i'll tell you that that's yeah, gonna be too much all right well pretty cool stuff gladiator baby i can't wait for gladiator very excited <laughs> too the cast is crazy all right we got one more story for you guys today and Ryder, take us into it are you oh, ready God. okay okay <clears throat> here we go guys in three two one go Quentin Tarantino's supposed final film has officially got some new news. We got some details following it. Coming from film fans, I think that's uh, pretty exciting for us. But let's get into uh, what this could entail as for his next film. Maybe his final. Who knows? The Movie Critic is the name of the script that Tarantino wrote and is prepping to direct this fall, according to sources. Logline details are being kept in a suitcase, but sources describe the story as being set in late 1970s Los Angeles with a female lead at his center. What else do we have? Um, it's possible the story focuses on Pauline Kael. So this is one of the most influential movie critics of all time, who died in 2001. Was not just a critic, but also an essayist and a novelist. She was known for her... Uh, pugnacious fights with editors as well as filmmakers. <laughs> Pretty cool stuff. Uh, she, uh, they had a brief, uh, very brief tenure working as a consultant for Paramount. Positions accepted at the behest of America of actor Warren Beatty. The timing of that Paramount job seems to coincide with the setting of the script, and the filmmaker is known to have a deep respect for Kale, making the odds of her being the subject of the film more likely. So, so there were some exciting. clips circulating on Twitter and Instagram these last couple of days of, um of pauline like interviewing oh, yeah. different directors and actors mm -hmm. and stuff like that and everybody had one common like thread line through all of this Kate huh? blanchett will be playing pauline like oh that is what everybody thinks okay there's and then it's that clip from the oscars last year where uh, -huh. uh tarantino's presenting an award or whatever and he's listing off these names of like previous best uh actress winners and he's like kate Blanchett, and so people like clipped that out and then are putting that next to these clips of <laughs> yes. like, like connecting these threads i think it's hilarious i'm for um, it that would be crazy but I, 
I think she, like Kate Blanchett, carries herself mm-hmm. very similar to how Pauline Kale carries herself. And mm-hmm. I can see her playing that role, like nailing that role. So I think that would be interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think in, in Tarantino's past film work, he's done great at making such strong female leads, I think. I don't know if there's been... That's the most debatable thing you've ever said. Yeah. That... Yeah. I mean, okay, because I think of Inglorious Bastards. I think of the girl that, that burned down the Nazi yes. theater. I think mm-hmm. of... Uh, I don't I think it was a great representation of Sharon Tate, even though it was brief. I know it was brief. I know... I don't know, dude. That's that's a hot that's, take. That's I know a that's take. a hot take, but I think... I don't know. It was just showing her at a distance. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Look, if you could disagree with me, it's cool. I, I don't really... Yeah. I don't... Because I don't really have a strong opinion on this. I just have a... I'm, opinion, I'm neutral know? on it. I'm not... Um, yeah. But and I, I think people. specifically the main thing, my, my main source is Kill Bill. I love Kill Bill, and I think that sure, absolutely. With her, I mean, she was the she's one of the coolest characters in all of film history. So I think um, Kill Bill's awesome. I think the way that they could he could do this would be really cool. Of like again showing that film history style of like yeah. once upon a time in Hollywood was very like chill, it was very relaxed. Yep. I don't know. This could be kind of that same thing, but well, maybe chill and relaxed for a certain for a certain you know, extent, for a little yeah, while. You're right. Yeah, until uh, the ending. I do, I do think that Tarantino thrives in the film history backdrop setting. Yeah. Like he really nails that of feeling like it, you're there. Um, hmm. And so I think that's pretty cool. I think that's, that would be pretty awesome to see yeah. this. Yeah, this guy's been, man, this guy's always, he's, everybody's always talking about Tarantino, right? With, with his movies, what he chooses to do, what he writes about. And, what uh, he says. Yeah, yeah, what he says. Like it or not, I think he's done some stuff that's, I mean, it's taught in film schools for a reason, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Take it what you will. I, yeah, he's one of the greats of our day, I would say. Yeah. I'm excited what he uh, does next. I'm excited. Yeah, and this being his final movie called The Movie Critic is absolutely oh, it's going poignant. to have... Perfect. It's going to have some sort of lasting... It, he's going to punch. There's going to be a big punch in here that is like, the industry is this. Here's how I felt in the industry. Here's what... Mm-hmm. Critic is me. like I mean, yeah. it's gonna be yeah it's gonna talk yeah. about yeah. how critiquing films have probably changed over the years mm-hmm. as well like there's gonna be a lot of that yeah it's, what's it's, cinema what isn't cinema right like maybe his point of views yeah. his point of views on that and like what this film critic Pauline Kael like her stance on it like I don't know how yeah. she would critique you know I don't know what her stance what her angle was so that's gonna be yeah. interesting it, if you look at some clips online like I'm sure on mm-hmm. Twitter you'll find some. Yeah. she's very intense it's really oh, cool like yeah. i'm like oh yeah i could see tarantino making this character like really fun or making this person like yeah have a really interesting movie behind it um so this project right now does not have a studio home it could go out to studios or buyers as early as this week according to sources that's crazy one front runner could be sony where tarantino had a tight relationship with uh topper tom rothman and sony distributed once upon a time in hollywood cool and yeah i mean Tarantino often says that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the best movie he's made. He's self-proclaimed yeah. and says that's his favorite. But I think so too. Really? That's yeah. I would say yeah. I, I like it a lot. My favorite is probably um um. I think oh, Django. It's tough. Yeah. It's either Django Django's or Inglorious so Bastards. It's one of those because man, I love like World War II films, but Django. Oh, Django's like come yeah. on. But also yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Love it. Well. If you want to know more about the movie critic, Tarantino's final film, you can stay right here at Strictly Casual. If you want to listen to this entire podcast, you can go on youtube.com slash strictly casual and check out. This is episode 103 of Freeze Frame. Um, and then if you want to listen to that on audio platforms, you can go on audio platforms, your favorite, pick your choice, type in Freeze Frame, Strictly Casual. It's a little yellow box. It says Freeze Frame. This is from episode 103. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace out. 
<laughs> remind me, remind me after when we're done with this podcast. I, I want to tell you something. Just, I mean, ask you something. Okay. Off pod. <laughs> Uh oh. Okay. Everybody can find out later. Everybody can find out. Um, this is funny. All right. Well, that's it for the major headlines. There's, of course, there's so much stuff that comes out. Um, but here we go. We got some noteworthy headlines, some tiny stuff here. As for, do you want to take this Last of Us one? I have a little story that I want to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> the Last of Us finale pulled in 8.2 million viewers, up 75% from the premiere's first night figure. The season averaged 30.4 million per episode. House of Dragon averaged 29 million. Uh, the Last of Us series will take more than one season to cover the events of the second game. Uh, the Last of Us series. Oh, yeah. We know that. That was a big one. It's that they said season yeah. two is happening, but they're going to do more than one season to cover the events of the second game. Um, if you have not played the game, I, I hope you stay spoiler free for the second season. Uh, or I hope you feel led to play the second game before the second season because i feel like it's more important to play the game for the second one yeah uh, before watching the second season than it is to play the first game before watching the first season no 100 percent, 100 percent, yeah yeah because we got to get the whole package right and then compare it the, the show is i guess the the what was i gonna say like the appetizer no the show is the icing on top of the cake that already is the masterpiece that is the second game let's <laughs> say yeah yeah um yeah, cool stuff. Okay, well, I wanted to tell you real quick about this story. It's just for everybody at home, just a little tidbit, fun fact. So I've been diving into Critical Role, which oh, are, nice. you know, the guys that do uh, D&D, some voice actors, Travis Willingham, Matt Mercer, iconic series that's been going on, on YouTube for many, many, many years. Um, I was watch. I, I was diving into the channel. One, yeah. I, I'm obsessed with Dungeons & Dragons, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could get into that, but... Sure. Yeah, I, I got I got like three friends. You know? We don't have that many. You gotta play online, yeah. dude. You can play online. There's some people. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have you ever played D and D? No, but I made a character card once, but I've never played nice. it online. But it looked it's cool fun. watching. Um, I've probably played like a handful of times. Mm-hmm. It's oh. it's it's always fun. Nice. The problem is yeah, it's yeah. too big mm-hmm. of a commitment that it, it's really it's hard. A lot, dude. They do like four hour games. That's what's crazy. That's low. Imagine that oh, once a week, like honest, oh, like yeah. ev- they want to do it every something night for like five and, weeks or something. Yeah, and they're crazy. working actors like Ashley yeah. Johnson's going back and forth from New York to like that's what's crazy, you know. Anyway, so I was watching in that channel, um, Brian Foster, one of the members, has a interview show called Between the Sheets. One of the episodes he's interviewing his girlfriend was fiance now Ashley Johnson. So I was watching because I wanted to learn the story of Ashley Johnson, and I didn't know. The way they met was this guy Brian Foster was the roommate to Troy Baker when he was making Last of Us Part One. Oh, that's hilarious! And so they've been roommates for so long, and they were neighbors to Travis and Laura Bailey. And I was like, no way! What Too much talent chances? on one block. Yeah, yeah, right. And this is like, man, years back, right? We're talking right. like 2010, 2011. Yeah. And so the story, you know, uh, Brian Foster, he would talk about how Troy would come home and. He, Hear so like he would hear so many stories from Troy like man this girl Ashley she beat me up today you know like she was she was making me become a better actor and stuff like yeah he's telling you stories of how great Ashley was as Ellie and he's like I yeah. gotta meet this girl I gotta meet this girl and the way that he finally met her was at Troy Baker's wedding uh, in like 2012 and he was like trying to muster up the courage to meet her uh, he finally wow. talked to her and because she was you know she was saying stuff too about how they met she was like so like uh nervous and like awkward mm-hmm. that when they were talking she just walked away she just walked away so he was like oh this that's so funny. this is not gonna work out like i, I mean like it didn't work it didn't go well you know sure 
he asked her for her number. She said, no, but I can give you my email. <laughs> because what? Because she felt that she doesn't talk. Uh, she doesn't talk well on the phone. That over the email, they could uh, talk better to Weird. each other. Weird. Okay. So they talked okay. on the email for a little bit. They hung out. Um, and they've been together now for over, I think, 12 years, 13 years. That's crazy. And I was just mind blown. <laughs> just wanted to tell yeah. everybody at home, look. You never know. They were 27 and like, I don't know how old Brian was, but she was 27 and they found love in a, in a hopeless place. No, but <laughs> Ryder needed this story. Yeah. I was just story. like, wow, how crazy. I, I didn't know Brian was been friends with Troy Baker for God knows how long. Like, yeah, it's cool. It's wild. Small world. Okay. Sorry. I just, I'm how are you like a critical you. world, by the way? Are you, are you listening to a lot of it? Or watching Some of it, a lot of yeah. It? I watched a little bit of, I didn't want to get too like, I didn't want to say, hey, let me watch this every day because it's four-hour videos. But seeing... But they do it as podcasts. Yeah, that too. I was... I mean, they look fun. Like, they were... They look like they're having such a fun time. And I was... Yeah. I was having a good laugh. Have you you've seen some too? I haven't really watched any of it. I've seen, like, clips and stuff, like, when they go popular and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I would like to... I kind of want to start it. I have, like, easily eight hours of driving this week <laughs> going into the office. Oh, like, yeah. it, Like, ugh. So it'd be a couple episodes. I don't really know how long a season is. Uh-huh. It's like 20 episodes or something. Shoot. Yeah. I'd have to look into it. I was afraid to even just like hundred hours of critical role. Yeah. yeah. Cause you know, know, when I, when I find something I like, I get so infatuated that I dive into it. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I can, but yeah, it sure. was funny. Cause they're, cause cool. they're amazing voice actors. They're, yeah, they're, they're doing great. their characters and being silly. It was great. Yeah. But yeah, that story blew my mind. I was like, wow, what are the chances? Brighter. What have you been watching this week? Uh, okay, saw Scream. We saw Scream again. I were talking about Scream it's last my first week. time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scream, I think, uh, was a lot better. I mean, well, just the same. It was just the same the second time. Um, again, I love the franchise. I could dive into it forever, but I'm excited for the new one. I'm speculating already on who the next killer could be, <laughs> you know? And then sure. um, I saw this film in class called Certified Copy, which was pretty cool. Have you, have you seen this film? Mm-mm. Um, it's a, I want to say it's a Iranian, Iranian film, but it's all in English. I, I mm-hmm. believe it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody. <laughs> um, but the, the fun thing about this film is that there's the two protagonists, two characters, a man and a woman. And the whole time you don't know it, what their relationship is. It's very ambiguous. Are they married or do they not know each other at all? And yeah. the conversation that they have throughout the whole film is like, is it a sense of humor? Like, oh, this is my husband, blah, blah, blah. Like, is she being literal or is it just a joke? And you couldn't, yeah. and there's a lot of context clues throughout the whole film. It's, it's just the mystery, but it's a drama. And they never tell you. They never tell you. And so I love it. I love we spent all it. Yeah. of class trying to figure out, are they, aren't they? Like, who knows? But it was fun. I love mysteries like that, but. I love that. That sounds great. That's it. What about you? What about you? What you been cooking I would with? love to watch that. Um, I watched. I watched a couple things this week. I watched. I went to see the Demon Slayer movie. Oh yeah. Uh, did I talk about this last week? No, I didn't. I saw no, I saw your review was a little lower. Than yeah, I, uh, I like Demon Slayer. I think it's fun. Uh, it's a good time, good show. This movie was quite literally <laughs> two episodes of a previous season and one episode of the new season that's not released. So it is the definition of the event film it is not a movie this is this is one and it's an hour of content that already exists two years ago and 25 minutes of a new episode 
of the new season. So you'd watch all of this just to watch that new episode, and that's it. And they play the credits of every episode during the movie. They play the commercial break thing, where like, like where they would usually cut to commercial. Mm-hmm. It plays that, and then it plays like the other bookend of the commercial thing again. The presentation was so lazy it hurt me yeah the theater were like looking around at each other because the previous demon slayer movie was like a movie amazing (laughs) like like incredible like awesome it was like the first season and then you have the movie and then the second season and this one is like oh we're gonna make a movie but we're just gonna break off the end of the second season and break off the beginning of the third season to just tie it together and release it and make money it was a money move it was stupid that's sad that's really sad but that being said, the last few episodes of season two on the big screen, very cool. Very fun to watch. Uh, they're Man. incredible. Mm-hmm. So that was a big disappointment for me. Uh, I watched Five Seconds Flat, which is a um, a film by a music artist. Her name is Lizzie McAlpine, and she did a whole movie for her album. Uh-huh. And it's beautiful. It was beautifully shot. I thought it was really good. And all of a sudden, I'm obsessed with this artist. <laughs> She's great. I just read your review. That's hilarious. I, she was fantastic. Uh-huh. I highly recommend it. It's on YouTube. I, it's a great watch. Fantastic. Uh, and then I watched a couple more. Uh, Champions with Woody Harrelson, uh-huh. which is a new one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson teaching a uh, basketball team of um, uh, just like mentally impaired students, mm-hmm. basically, or mentally impaired adults. Yeah. And yeah. basically their journey to the Special Olympics. And mm-hmm. it's it is inspiring. It's hilarious. It's when I say it's funny, it is like laugh out loud, laugh your ass off for an hour and a half. Like it is so funny. Um, I want to say you've created a new term. I'll I'll give what? that to you. You're gonna be humble what? and say no. That's just thing. You put here incredible LPM on this guy. Can yeah. You, can you let everybody know at home what's LPM? <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about the LPMs, okay? So. I have a big thing in my life, and that's the CPW, okay? The CPW <laughs> is how I buy clothes. It's uh-huh. the cost per wear. If I look at something and I'm like, oh, this is really expensive. I'm only going to wear it two times. That is a terrible cost per wear. Do yeah. not buy it. If I buy something that is like, oh, like medium price, like I'm going to wear it all the time, like whatever, that is a good cost per wear. That's fine. I'll buy it, you know? <laughs> I always look at it like, yeah. like that. This had incredible LPMs, laughs per minute on this movie, okay? Like, <clears throat> now this one, it's not like the LPMs sell you on a movie. I'm just saying. It has really good LPMs. If yeah. you want some good calories burned by laughing, this is a great movie to go see. Dang. That's great. No, no, no. I, that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start telling people, hey, you have about the LPM, <laughs> coined by, trademarked Vincent DeSantis. Um, I, I've probably heard it somewhere. I don't think it's original by any means. No, it's okay. We'll we'll give it to you. I appreciate last okay. for a minute because because yeah, you got to stay consistent. Because sometimes movies they're just dry, and it's like I need we got to start cooking them. I need more, you know. I need more here. <laughs> it it does. It doesn't quite overstay its welcome. Very good. I it does have some flaws. The movie. Huh? I and but they're easily overlooked. I put mm. this in my letterbox review too. It's just there there's some things mm-hmm. that are like eh, movie type stuff, but it's worth watching. And then we already talked about Scream. I really loved it. And then I finally watched this one movie called, this is the final one I watched, I finished it last night, called This Is Where I Leave You. Mm-hmm. It's from 2014. They just added it to Netflix. I had mm-hmm. never heard of it before, but I saw it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Adam Driver, Corey Stoll, who is, I can only see now as um, stupid. Oh, <laughs> MODOK, uh, baby. MODOK, yeah. Catherine Hahn, like Dak Shepard, Ben Schwartz. Like, this is a stacked cast, yeah. okay? 
Uh, movie was bad. Movie was pretty bad. Uh, it's about these guys, these siblings dealing with the death of their father. Uh, it was kind of funny, kind of crass for no reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It was just, it existed. The movie just exists. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I had a fine time watching it, but it's not good at all. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't yeah, know if I sure. recommend it. Uh, I wanted to say, okay, I was going to tell you, I want to hear your scream list. I see you have a scream list. Couple things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so surprised that you have some really high ratings for a lot of these. I mean, you know, sevens and sixes is high for me. I'm like, well, that's good. That's that's great. Number one being your favorite. That's cool. Where would you put? I know it's okay. Even ranking seven on this new one, you gave it a seven. The latest that we saw yesterday. Okay, let me. So my list right now is crazy. (laughs) Scream one Mm -hmm. being the best. Then Scream five, which I don't know if I agree with. That was recency bias. I might have to switch some stuff around. Uh, Then Scream four. Then three. Then two. So backwards order. Uh I know people like two, but I thought it was the weakest. Even mm-hmm. though people say Screen Three's the weakest, <clears throat> I like the movie aspect of like making Stab, like all the production stuff around mm-hmm. Stab, because that is the commentary that I find funny in the Scream movies is about like the movie commentary as well. Mm-hmm. And so that being such the biggest part of the third movie made that made me like it way more. Even though yeah. the killer was the stupidest in the third one, <laughs> the dumbest killer, yeah. the dumbest Roman. Uh, plot. So I, that's a tough one for me to rate. It's really hard for me to place this one because I think there's a lot of throwaway like moments in the yeah. new one. So it's hard to like rate it higher than, I don't know. I'd probably put it below Scream 4. Okay. Interesting. interesting. I put it right in the middle. I think I got Scream, this newest one, strictly on the reveal. Um, and then I would probably go... You, you would put this one the highest... No, Scream no, no, no. Six is the best one. Scream oh. One is the best one. The first one will forever be the best because it's yeah, so absolutely. iconic, right? And right. then it goes the newest Scream, and then four. Wow. Yeah, and then four, and then I don't. Even, I don't even really like five. And then I'll probably put two, five, three. Here's what I was missing from the new one. This is no spoilers. Mm-hmm. I miss the hokiness of Woodsboro. <laughs> like yeah. that is that is core yeah. to Scream to me, and mm-hmm. that like the cheesiness aspect that is so great mm-hmm. even in five or even in yeah even yeah. in five yeah yeah is not there and yeah. not there in this and i like that i like how dumb it is that they're always in the same spot like I, it's so <laughs> yeah. silly it's it's great you're like you're still in this town you're survived yeah. all these massacres that have happened like five yeah. massacres over the course of 20 years in the same neighborhood yeah in the same street it's not bad that this one takes place in new york i think it's cool and it's great yeah. you have to switch it up you're mm-hmm. a franchise now you know what i mean franchise. You know, um but oh i don't know i don't know Good no but me. i was hey i'm yeah it was just fun stuff dude i gotta tell you tell me you know three months ago if vincent would be into scream i'd be like nah there's no way and now well, you're I host- the first one hey you gotta I think you gotta think ally ally's the one who got you in right Is that, it's, true. It? it's true it's yes. true all credit goes to her. Happy. Okay. Well, that's that's <laughs> what we've been watching, ladies and gents. St- stay safe out there. If you get a phone call from a random stranger, don't answer it. Um, no. Remember, here are the rules. Never <laughs> say, I'll be right back. Yeah. Never trust the love interest. Stick uh, together. What is it? Stick together. Don't have sex. <laughs> that's don't always have sex. the rules. And... Um, if know. you're an, if you're a new friend in a friend group, might as well just leave it because you might as well just you're be, be sussed yeah. out. You're dead. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. All right, guys. And on that note, we love you. We'll see you next week for episode 104. Stay safe. Stay frosty. (laughs) Uh, Stay warm.
Peace out, everybody.